Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. I am your host. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. It is a blessing to be with you guys today. We have an exciting show. Um, We named this podcast, the Awaken Podcast, based on Ephesians 514, where the Apostle Paul declares to the church, Awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. It is a huge passion of mine to awaken the body of Christ, to see the beauty of Jesus, to know his presence, to walk with him, but also to know who they are in him, how God sees them, the tools they have now in Christ, that they possess and walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, and there's no limitations, that we serve a supernatural God that goes above and beyond our imagination according to his power working within us. We have a supernatural destiny, and God is waking up his church to this beautiful reality of the kingdom of heaven in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so welcome if you are new to the show. There is a new show every Monday and Thursday. I speak with amazing people around the world that carry the heart of the Lord that are doing incredible exploits in his name. And I also have some teaching shows. I mean, my wife come on and we share as well. Has some teaching shows. We pull from the scriptures, share revelation testimonies also that I believe would encourage you, inspire you in your walk with the Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So we continually need to hear the testimonies of the Lord Jesus, the word of God, so it's embedded in us so we could walk in faith and manifest the kingdom of God. And so tune in. You know, it's on Charisma Podcast Network. You could find our podcast. You could also go to Apple and Spotify and all the links will be available if you see me on social media. You could also go to Life Poured Out intl.org to find out more about our ministry you have access to tons of shows free content continually to encourage you and inspire you in the kingdom of god and in your faith and so no further ado i want to um welcome my guest to the show her name is Catherine ruinala and she has a prophetic and healing ministry and she travels internationally as a conference speaker bringing a message of love and hope to the nations i heard her preach several times and she carries such an incredible heart for the lord and the lost and the church She has a prophetic message and a miracle anointing. She sees so many people healed all around the world. She reaches across the nominational walls, and her ministry is also used to spread the fire of revival and ignite a fresh passion in the heart of believers. She hosts her own television show. She's the author of several books. We're going to talk about one of them today. And her and her husband are the founders and the senior ministers of Glory City Church in Brisbane, and they oversee the International Glory City Church Network, which is a growing number of churches around the world. Thank you, Catherine, for joining me today. It is such a delight and a privilege to be with you. <laughs> you carry so much joy and so much life, you know, even just talking to you for a few minutes before we jumped in here to the show. You just are filled with grace. And um, it's just an honor to speak to you about such a liberating topic. I can't wait to get into the content today. Thank you for taking time out of your life to be with me. What a privilege. What a delight. I love to talk about the things of God. Amen. Me too. Me too. And so what I usually before I get into the content, what I love to do is ask my guest, how, how I know you carry such a vibrant love for Jesus. How did you first encounter him or how did he transform your heart in, in such a way where you're walking with him now? Uh, well, you know, I was only 12 years old when I, I, I encountered the Lord. I um I'd been raised to go to Sunday school and I was at a youth camp and um everybody was worshiping, lifting their hands, and I just got real with God. I said, Lord, I believe in you but I can't see you and I don't know you and it's very hard to sing to and, and worship to someone I can't see and I don't know. Help yeah. And, you know, right in the middle of worship, he just made himself 
real to me. Wow. And from that day on, I was transformed. And I mean, I've had many, many supernatural encounters with the Lord since. I mean, major deliverance from uh, all sorts of things that had happened to me, traumas, abuses, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, things as a child. But uh, the Lord has, I have found him as my best friend. Wow. To have the Holy Spirit walking with us is the greatest joy anyone <laughs> on the planet could ever have. Amen. So good. I feel that with all of my heart. You know, he is our best friend. He sticks closer than a brother. We could have an intimate relationship with him. Jesus broke down every barrier for us to be in full communion with our Father through the Holy Spirit. And so I just love this. And you really herald this message so beautifully and powerfully. You know, you wrote a book called Supernatural Freedom. And you talk about being created to live extraordinarily, supernaturally in God's nature. And also, we have the power to live free from sin and the lies of the enemy. But you really lay, mm. you really lay a powerful foundation, I believe, in the beginning of your book. You talk about how God spoke to you through Romans. And this is really important to me, Catherine, because the Lord set me free from condemnation, from guilt, from beating myself up continually because of my shortcomings. I believed he loved me, but I didn't believe he liked me and he was happy with me all of the time. He had a big smile over my life. I didn't always believe that, but you really hammer this so well in your book. You talk about how God spoke to you through the book of Romans. I'd love to lay a foundation here from that. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, Romans is such an incredible uh, book. It gives us so much understanding. And you know, the truth is the father was was shown to us by Jesus. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he shared the story of the prodigal son where, you know, this Jewish boy, he had dishonored his father. He'd gone off and done all the things Jewish men should not do Mm -hmm. and wasted his inheritance in being with prostitutes, gambling, drinking, you know, you name it. And finally, when he was at his wit's end, he was starving. He he thought, I'll go home. My father's a good man. Maybe I'm not worthy to be a son, but maybe he'll. I could be a hired servant. They eat sure. better than I do. And as he went home, the moment the father saw him from a long way off, he ran towards him, wrapped his arms around him, kissed him, called for a robe and a ring and a party, restored all the authority, restored his place as a son. And he was doing all of this before the son even apologized or repented. Yeah. You know, and it's the goodness and kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Repentance is a really important thing in that we've been given a conscience that when we do something wrong, it goes off like an alarm. That's wrong. That's wrong. It's not good. That's not who you are. That's not who you're created to be. Mm -hmm. And and we, we do well to pay attention to our conscience. But the moment we recognize sin and say, God, that's wrong. And, and, um, and, and hand it over to him. We also have to be the just who live by faith. Mm-hmm. We've got to have faith in the fact that God, he forgives us. If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. And, you know, it's not, 
our performance is not the indicator of whether or not God will receive us and be happy for us, happy with us. He offers his forgiveness to us so freely, uh, but we we have to make the choice to decide that he is better than I feel like I deserve. And I mean, we see that over and over and over again in the scriptures. The woman caught in adultery, mm-hmm. instead of condemning her, Jesus is she hasn't even spoken and he's saying, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Yeah. And this is the invitation of Jesus is that every time we come to him, he, he's ready to wrap his arms around us and to, to love us. I think about it like this. It's like when I would come home when my son was little and he'd run to me and say, mommy, up. Um, I wouldn't stop at the front door and say, look, before I embrace you, I want to know, did you behave today? Did you, were you a good boy? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I just instinctively wow. want to scoop him up in my arms, <laughs> sit him on my lap. And if there's anything we need to deal with, we can do that while he's on my lap. And that's the heart of God. He tells us he didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him would be saved. And then he also tells us that uh, even if our hearts condemn us, in First John 3, he is greater than our heart. Wow, I love that. And, and this is such a powerful and important thing, because unless we understand that, we cannot have boldness, because it's the righteous who are as bold as lions, mm. and no one can be righteous through their own efforts. It is... Uh, it's going to take us humbling ourselves and receiving what we can have no part in earning by faith. By faith, 100%. And the book of Romans is all about that. I think a book for me that so transformed my heart, um, besides the Gospel of John, I love the Epistles of John. I love the whole Bible. <laughs> but a book that really transformed my heart was the Song of Solomon. And I didn't understand oh. it for years. I didn't get it. I, like a few s- scriptures would, you know, you know, would make sense to me. And, but it just didn't come alive until I was dealing with this condemnation and, um, beating myself up. And I just began to encounter the Lord and I felt like I deserved it the least. I would do something stupid. And then I would just, I remember one time I was in my car and I was punching my steering wheel because I was so mad that I kept doing the same dumb stuff. And the Lord, he said to me, he whispered to my heart. I was screaming, I was punching my steering wheel and I said, I hate sin. I was just so mad. And I heard the Lord whisper to me and he said, I'm pleased with you. And my heart, I just, I just oozed. I just like wept in his, in his presence. And he just began to manifest his love to me. And through the song of Solomon, I began, I began to read it and hear his heart for me. And he just began to manifest his presence. And I saw a vision of the face of Jesus and he was smiling over me. And I never really had a vision of the smile of God before. And his pleasure just shot through my heart. And it was such a life-changing book. And the Lord said things to me, and you tackle condemnation and guilt in your book, Supernatural Freedom. You you tackle it extensively, how to overcome it, how to walk in these truths. But the Lord told me, he said, take the boxing gloves off. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? And he was like, take the boxing gloves off. You keep beating yourself up. And the more you beat yourself up, the more weak and bruised you become. And the more weak and bruised you become, you can't, you can't rise above. You can't overcome. And so the Lord began That's to just true. speak those things to me. Mm, you, you sound like you are telling my story. <laughs> I, um, and the Song of Songs is actually one of my uh, most treasured books also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like you, I never understood it um, until, uh, until recently, you know, a, a few years back. And 
I'd read like um, where where the bride would say, "I'm dark and I'm dry." Yes, and mm-hmm. um, and th- and the Lord, the King, the bridegroom would say, "But you're so lovely," and she'd say, "I'm dark," and I'm, you know, and <laughs> yes. he'd say, "But you're like the fine linen curtains in the holy place." Yeah, and that is how God speaks to us. You see, He sees us redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And this is the revel- this is the revelation that Martin Luther really brought out in the Reformation, mm-hmm. that justification by faith. He had tried to live up to the standard but was continually frustrated. And you know, if we if we get on that uh, you know, roller coaster rat race of trying to measure up, we we inevitably hit the reality all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Yes. And unless we recognize that um, that we can't do it in our um, own strength, yeah. uh, we will continually be on this cycle. So God asks us instead to hear the truth about what he says. There's a, there's a revelation for me that really was key for me, and that is in uh, the book of James, chapter 1, mm-hmm. where he, he says... If any man's a hearer of the word and not a doer, it's because he's like a man that looked at his natural face in the mirror and then walked away and forgot what he looked like. Mm. And I would read that verse previously and think, well, yeah, I'm a hearer of the word and I'm not a doer. I don't sure. do all the works of mm-hmm. Jesus. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not measuring up. But the word of God for us is not something we have to measure up to. It's an invitation. It's a mirror that tells us our new identity. And when we start believing it, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If we believe we've been made free from sin, free from uh, condemnation, if we believe we are forgiven, and we actually believe that what the Bible tells us, which is yes. so radical, he says it's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. As he is, so are we in this world. Mm, That's right so now. Good. And that that requires faith that is, you know, a God-given faith because um, our hearts like to condemn us and say, oh, no, I'm, I, I don't deserve to wear the, the title righteous because, you know, I, I you know, had that sin and I did this and, I, oh, you know, how could I ever be forgiven for that? And, you know, um, I, I deserve punishment for this. But the Bible says that um, he is greater than our heart. Even if our heart condemns, he's greater than our heart. And if we will humble ourselves and receive the mercy that this undeserved grace by faith, we receive a gift of righteousness that not only identifies us as righteous, but also empowers us then to live out of that identity. Amen. If you believe you're a sinner, uh, you're going to sin by faith. That's, That's right. one of the, yeah. um, the the quotes my friend Martin Greenwood loves to loves to say. Yeah. But if you're a sinner, if you believe you're a sinner, you sin by faith. But if you believe you're righteous, if you believe that as he is, and, and the Bible tells us what he's like. Love, he is love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Long-suffering. If you believe and remind yourself, look in the mirror of his face and remind yourself of what you look like, I am patient. 
I am kind. I'm not wow. someone trying to be kind <laughs> or trying to be righteous. So I am. It's my identity. Then I have power to be who I believe myself to be. That's why the righteous are as bold as lions. Amen. We cannot live this life without him. It's not the fruit of Michael, the fruit of Catherine. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And, you know, even that scripture, by grace through faith, the next verse is, you know, and it's not of work so that no man can boast. Well, we won't be able to go before the Lord and say, I helped you out. You know, I, you did your part and, you know, I overcame sin in my life and I did everything perfectly. And this is the reason why you love me. This is the reason why I was anointed. This is the reason why I'm in glory with you. Like literally even all the good stuff we do is empowered by the Holy Spirit, initiated by the Holy Spirit. And we just come along for the ride. We yield, we lean in, we say yes, but even that is empowered by the touch of the Holy Spirit. And so all glory to Jesus, all glory to him. And I just love how you talk about faith and the renewing of the mind, because this is key. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as our mind is set on spirit, then we walk in life and peace. If our mind is on flesh or lies, then we experience death. And so you talk about in your book, aligning in faith with God's word to to truly experience the power of it. And even aligning the way we speak, not saying things out of our mouth that are contrary. I'd love to even just dive in a little bit more to like faith being the uh, power, the power to truly walk out who we already are in Christ. Tell us about that a little bit. Oh, oh, absolutely. You see, this everything we do in the kingdom, we do by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. Mm. And and I love, you know, how you brought out it, lest any man should boast. Because the truth is, if I could say, well, I do miracles because I pray this much. Yeah. I'm able to do this because, you know, I've lived like this. You know, I could boast, but I can't boast. <laughs> I I can do nothing without him. Yes. And 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 his his goodness, his miracle power, everything that he gives us is a gift from him mm. that we have not earned, we don't deserve, but he has he has lavished his love on us. But but us continuing to say, you know, I'm I'm a wretched worm, um actually is not holy or pleasing to God. It is actually unbelief. And it's faith that pleases God. You know, if my children continually walked around saying, we're not worthy of your love, mom, we're not worthy to be here, I'd be concerned, you know. I'd be wanting to take them to go see a psychologist because I'd I'd be thinking that this is just not healthy. Uh, I want them to feel secure in my love. I want them to feel confident, you know, to go to the fridge and and to but to and to walk in love and honor and be healthy, um, happy people. Mm -hmm. And and God wants the same for us. He doesn't want us walking around beating ourselves up. Because if we do that, what we're doing is we're saying your sacrifice is not enough to pay for my sin. I need to punish myself for that. And Mm -hmm. it's actually a form of pride. It's saying I I can do something to pay for this. And none of us are worthy to pay for it. Only one was found worthy to do that. And his name is Jesus. So that's why... No one can be saved but by Jesus. But if we look to him and receive him as our Savior, his salvation is more than just a ticket to heaven. He transforms 
transforms us. And and scripture tells us, you know, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we're healed. Transgressions and iniquities in the Hebrew are two different words. Transgressions is our sin. Mm-hmm. And iniquities actually means crookedness. So Jesus not only has paid for our sin and paid the punishment for our sin and, and taken the judgment from us, he has actually changed us from our crookedness. He has made the crooked places straight. He's made everything about me that was crooked, everything about my personality, every selfish thing, everything that identified me as crooked has been taken away. But I have to believe that. I I don't know that because of the way I behave. I know that by faith. And then when I believe it, I can live righteously. Mm-hmm. And I cannot live in righteousness and holiness, mm-hmm. purity and power, except by faith faith in what God's done. And and faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So as I look at the Word of God, what God is like, as I look at who is He like, and remember, He is my mirror. He is the one, it says now, as He is, so am I. So as I look at Him and believe Him, uh, look, look into what He says about Himself, uh, experience Him personally, then I have to attach my faith in who he is and believe what he says about who he is is also now true about me. The truth about him is now the truth about me. And that is the miracle of salvation. That is what having your iniquity taken away is. And that's the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. In the old covenant, there was sacrifices made to cover sin, But with the sacrifice of the perfect one, Jesus Christ, the Passover lamb, uh, we haven't just had our sin covered. He has separated it from us as far as the east is from the the west. He will never mention it again, never (laughs) remember it. And he has given us a new heart. We've been born again and created not of a sinful nature anymore. It's been circumcised away from us, cut off, thrown away. And now we have a brand new heart, uh, which is so glorious, which is why I love the book of Romans. Hallelujah. (laughs) Romans 8. Yay, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. Well, you know, you talk, you talk about, you know, in the Old Testament, our sins were, you know, the sins of the people were covered. But now in this beautiful new covenant that far exceeds the glory of the old covenant, you know, we are cleansed from the inside out. We are made pure. We are made clean. We are made holy. Our body is now an acceptable home for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not share our body with sin and iniquity. He cleansed us and he made our body a holy temple reserved for God and for God alone, you know, and Jesus is not only our righteousness and our salvation, but the apostle Paul tells us in Corinthians, he is also our sanctification. You know, we we are no longer sanctified by works, but we manifest sanctification through faith. And it's a beautiful and wonderful thing. And you know what? We can't be controlled by our feelings is ultimately what you're saying, talking about aligning with the word of God. You know, just because you feel a certain way does not mean that is the truth of who you are. You know, um, feelings cannot dictate the truth of God's word. And we need to understand, you know, just like that scripture I mentioned earlier, Romans 8, 6, where it says our mind on the spirit brings life and peace 
life and peace that you know there, there's supernatural powerful feelings involved there but mm-hmm. but mind on the flesh is death it brings everything that is associated with death dread and condemnation and fear and anxiety and regrets and all these different things but as we believe the word of god regardless of what we feel it's amazing that faith actually ushers in the manifestation and our feelings begin to align with that and we manifest joy righteousness and peace in the holy spirit when our mind is on the things of god and the things of and, and the word of of truth i find that to be so important so many of us are dominated by our feelings that's true we live by faith not by feelings hallelujah mm, wow. because Amen. if we did we would just go up and down up and down but he is the solid rock and that's why i love that scripture even if my heart condemns me you are greater than my heart hallelujah yes. Yes. and uh and so i remind myself of that and i think it's it's so important that we we base uh, the truth about what we believe about ourselves we f- we have to fight for that that you know the bible talks about reckoning ourselves dead indeed to sin and alive to god in christ mm-hmm. he, he tells us as i just shared in in james that we need to we need to look in the mirror of his face so that we can become doers of the work because yeah. if we're not doing the work of jesus it's not that we are we're not trying hard enough or we've got you know, there's more sanctification to be done. What it is is we are we have forgotten what we look like. Uh, yeah. You know, and and in First Peter it tells us this also that um, we we if we're not manifesting all the virtues of Jesus, it's because we have forgotten that we've been cleansed from our past mm, sin, yes. and we we fall back into old habits. So we every day need to just reckon ourselves. We need to remind ourselves because the enemy comes. Uh, to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to deceive. And so he comes and he tells lies to you, like he'll remind you of your sin. And the, the Bible says, I remember your sins no more. He, he'll remind you of your failures. He'll try to tell you you're not very spiritual. You're a hypocrite. But we have to recognize, the Bible says, take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ and cast down these vain imaginations. So, you know, in my book, I love to talk about how to recognize the lies that are around you and just not tolerate them. Because if you tolerate them, they don't go away. They just tick away in the background like an unclosed app on your phone, you Mm. know, and drain your battery, drain your confidence. So we need to recognize that any thought we have about ourselves that isn't true about Jesus is a thought exalting itself against the knowledge of Christ. And we have to identify it, take it captive and deal with it. You know, I know in America, um, if if an intruder came into your house, Americans know how to deal with intruders. Oh, yeah, I've absolutely. heard about this. I've heard about the story. <laughs> Especially Texas, you know, they've got guns and, and go, everything. Oh, you're here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, there's a reaction. And, uh-huh. But but we often don't have the right reaction to the intruders into our mind because we think they're our own thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, the wolf often dresses up in sheep's clothing Mm -hmm. and he often dresses up to make you believe that he is your own thoughts. Yes. Mm -hmm. But the truth is we have the mind of Christ. And so any thought you're having about yourself that isn't true about Jesus needs to be identified like an intruder 
and dealt with like an intruder. And we deal with it like Jesus dealt with it. And we come back with the word of God and we open our mouth. So if he comes and says, you're a hypocrite, you come back with, I am the redeemed of the Lord. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. If he comes and says, you lie, you, you did this, you lied, you did this, you had that bad thought, you did that bad thing. Oh, if people only knew what you were really like, you're, you're going to be punished for that one day. You come back with the word of God and you say, he has separated my sin from me as far as the east is from the west. He has forgiven me. I have confessed my sin and he has uh, forgiven me because he's faithful and just. And he says he will never again mention my sins. He'll make no mention of past sin and that uh, he has uh, been the propitiation for my sin. And I am the redeemed of the Lord. I am righteous. I I don't walk by feelings. I walk by faith. The Lord says I am clean, that there is no accusation against me. There is now no condemnation for me because I have been delivered from sin. I have been forgiven. Hallelujah. And you come back and you fight with the word of God. Yes. And, you know, the devil knows the scriptures, too. You know, and when you when you when you sin, you, you hear a little whisper, you know. It's, uh, you know, the, the homosexuals and the, and the sexually immoral and murderers will not enter the kingdom of God. You know, you know, sometimes scriptures will even swirl through our minds in moments where we're weak and we feel defeated and we've sinned. But we don't know that, you know, he won't quote the next part of the scripture, which is, but you are justified uh-huh. and you have been washed and you've been cleansed and you are now this way or that way. You know, having no, the context of that scripture really is that, hey, listen, you're different now. Don't act like those people in the world. Don't act like you used to act because now you are justified. You are made holy. You have been washed. You've been set apart, you know, and I just, man, it's just so important for us to abide in the in the word of God and to abide in the truth of his grace and to get positive teaching teaching identity identity teaching and get into the scriptures that could really liberate us and we could really walk it out and i just think that a great way to close this because i feel like there's people that are listening and they're hearing us and they're thinking like man but you know so what does that mean i could just do whatever i want you know a question in the book of romans the apostle paul knew that he sounded a little bit uh <laughs> sound a little bit loose. He knew it when he's preaching grace radically. Where sin is, grace abounds all the more. There's all these scriptures, and he said, "Does that mean I could just go on sinning?" You know. And I would just love because I know there's there's people that are thinking that. What would you say if someone says, "Okay, well, I'm holy and and yeah, I look just like Jesus, but what happens when I am, you know, bound to sin? You know, like what does does guys God just okay with that? What would you say to someone who's confused? You know, hearing all this, they're trying to absorb it and really uh, digest this right now. I'm so glad you raised that because that is so important. It's not a it's not a, a a label. Righteousness isn't a label. It is a true a, a true change in our identity. But we still have a free will and we still can sin. But the Bible says when we sin, if we sin, uh, he is, if we'll, if we'll bring it to him, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right. And, and the fact that he calls us righteous, even though we sinned yesterday, uh, you know, it, it feels like 
not fair. I, how could I be walking in the promises of God and the privileges of the righteous when I not behaved righteously? But that's, that's where faith has to come in. And, and this isn't, it doesn't, believing that doesn't make us want to go and sin anymore. Yes. It actually makes us want to hit the deck and worship God and say, oh God, you are so much better than I feel like I deserve. Yes. Thank you for power. Mm. Thank you for power to be different. Thank yes. you for power. Now, I thank you, Lord, that I'm not identified by what I've done. And, you know, the, the devil loves to use that and say, see, you're not really righteous because you keep doing that. But instead, you have to answer. You have to fight. It is a fight. And you have to fight and say, well, I did that. That was wrong. But God has forgiven me. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Jesus. I have power now to practice righteousness. That's right. So it's not just righteousness as a label that just means I just keep on sinning. It is it is an it's an invitation requiring my response. Today I'm gonna live as righteous by faith. And I'm gonna I'm gonna remember I'm not doing this in my own strength. When I feel tempted, I'm not I don't have to panic and and give in. I can ask him for help. And the Bible says he makes a way of escape for me in every temptation. Amen. We still get tempted. But when we when we're tempted, we can mm. recognize he is my ever present help in time of need. The Bible says, uh, though a righteous man falls seven times, he will not be cast down. He also tells us that he sustains us and that he mm. gives us power to live as the righteous. So it's 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 a, um, a righteousness that is a free gift so that we can practice righteousness. So good. I just love in first John chapter one, where um, the apostle Johnny says, do not sin. And if you do, (laughs) you have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, you know, it's and by him saying, do not sin. You know, the the power is in the word of God. And by him saying that, I mean, it's possible for us to live above the power of sin. Jesus (laughs) forgave. We don't need to struggle to the day we die and we go to glory. That would mean death is the savior, not Jesus. We have the ability now to walk in freedom and walk in power and not sin another day in our life. And yes, and when we do, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, who loves us, who spilled his blood for us, who will continually cleanse us. There's a continual waterfall of the grace of God and the cleansing blood of Jesus in our lives so that we could continually walk in freedom, have confidence before the father. And I just love, you know, I used to, sin used to be such a big thing in my mind and I'm not saying it's small, you know, sin, it, I, I believe the Lord always loves me. It doesn't affect my relationship with him, but it does affect how I live this life and my example to the world and mm-hmm. people around me. Sin hurts people. And that's why God hates it because he loves people so much. You know, but when I used to just beat myself up and always think about sin, you know, it became large and I began to walk in it because whatever you dwell upon, you manifest. <laughs> and that's just a that's law. Right. If you dwell upon the beauty that's of Jesus, true. you manifest the beauty of Jesus. If you dwell upon the horrors of sin, you will walk in that too. And I just began to say, you know what? If a sinful thought crossed my mind, I would just bounce. I'd just be like, okay, well, boom, move on to something else. I would just set my mind on things above, not things beneath. And I just didn't make it such a big deal. Jesus is not at the right hand of the father, you know, cringing, hoping that we don't get it wrong today, you know? And yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And, but you know, I believe God believes in us so much more than we do. <laughs> yes. he, he is, he, he 
I've I've been listening to this old Misty Edwards song this la- these last few days, mm-hmm. and you what I was getting into when oh, I yes. called you, <laughs> and I still chose you because he believes in us more than we believe in ourselves, and he yes. believes that his blood has given us power now to do the works of Jesus and greater works. Mm-hmm. He didn't destine us to live a life of compromise. He's yeah. destined us to live bright, shining lights where we can shine like stars in the universe as we hold out the word of life. We have a destiny to live in the holiness, the purity, the power, the joy, and the freedom, the peace of God. And mm. uh, so he wants to, he wants us to remind ourselves daily of the truth of what we look like so we can enjoy the fullness of salvation that the world around us can see the truth of Jesus. Yeah, I really, you know, just to kind of, you know, uh, add to what you said about, you know, the song by Misty, I knew what I was getting into when I called you, just the revelation and the knowledge that, you know, God is all knowing, he knows the beginning, he knows the end, he knows everything, you know, he's an all knowing God that would really comfort me because I knew that like, Lord, you lavished your love on me yesterday, had a beautiful encounter with you and you knew the stupidity I was going to do today and you still did that yesterday. You still encouraged me. You still used me. You still poured out your love. You still spoke those words of encouragement to me. And you knew that I would fall or I would do something stupid today. But like, you know, just that understanding of the, um, you know, the all, just God being all knowing. And then he knew what he was getting himself into when he called me. He knew I wasn't going to walk in perfection, but he is my perfection, you know, and he was going to be sufficient and enough. Jesus truly is enough. And so, Catherine, thank you. This is such a life-giving conversation. I mean, more people need to talk about this, and I'm grateful that all over the body of Christ, people are catching this understanding and revelation, and there's so many teachers and apostles and prophets and, and evangelists and people who are walking this out and ministering this message so we can truly shine and rise up and be the bride and the body of Christ that we're meant to be in this time and in these days. Because when we see him, and when we see him for who he truly is, we become just like him. We manifest him. And so this is very, very important. But for those who are listening right now that are struggling with self-condemnation and shame and, and guilt, what would you say to them? And please feel free to minister as you feel led. But what would you say to people who are listening to this and are like, oh, I want this so bad. I'm I'm that person that's beating myself up. I'm that person that's wrestling. Mm. I would say come and just lay it at the feet of Jesus and recognize that he receives it and takes it away from you. You know, if you if you're feeling guilty about anything, I I like to unpack my my head and my heart and, and identify what's going on. Okay, I'm feeling guilty about this. Well, have I have I recognized that sin and and said, mm-hmm. "Oh God, I'm sorry, repented." Well, yes. Okay, so why am I living with this hangover? This <laughs> hangover of guilt. That's yeah. not God. Mm. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to speak your word. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Mm. Even if my heart condemns me, you're greater than my heart. Yes. And and if you are, if you're just feeling surrounded by all the accusing voices, lift up your head. Let Him be your glory and the lifter of your head. And you know, he tells us that when we, I, the scripture in Psalms, that says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. If you'll just lift your head to him and say, help Lord, and in faith believe that he will, he mm. wants to show you his shining eyes. He yes. wants to show you his smiling face. 
you come to him feeling like a hypocrite, like that prodigal son, he will run to you so fast and, oh, yeah. and scoop you up in his arms and you will be overwhelmed by the kindness of God. It is so much better than we feel like we deserve. He is good and he has not changed and he is he is for you and at the moment the moment you look to him the moment you turn to him he's running toward you absolutely how could people because they hear this and it's just wetting their whistle a little bit you know they're hungry for more they're thirsty for more they want to dig into this you know it's into teaching and they want to you know, listen to you speak more and to have you unpack this more. And so I know you've written several books. I know you have resources. I know you're a traveling minister. So you go all over the world sharing the gospel and the power of the Holy Spirit. So tell us how could people connect to your ministry and resources so they could dive into this more. Uh, thank you, Michael. Well, they can start with my website, which is katherineruanala.com. Um, or, um, I mean, I have my new book out, Supernatural Freedom, mm-hmm. which I'm so excited about talking about how to walk in this beautiful freedom. Yes. I also have uh, my podcast, and uh, we have a regular program every week in Dallas. I believe it shows on Saturday afternoons on Daystar. Uh, but there are many ways. We have a YouTube channel, too, and um, Grow City Church and Facebook pages, Catherine Rinala Facebook pages. And so um, feel free. Uh, there's so much. There's hundreds and hundreds of messages that you can find uh, on the podcasts and the videos. And, um, and yes, I, I've poured my heart into these books that I've written and been so blessed to hear the encouragement uh, as people have just written in to say how much freedom they've found and how much they feel equipped to really live as God has called them to do, to walk in their prophetic destinies. So, yeah, thank you for that opportunity, Michael. Yes, absolutely. I I have you on the show because I believe in your ministry and I've heard you share many times and I've read your book, Supernatural Freedom, and there's just so much truth. You carry the heart of the Lord so well, and you minister his gospel with such purity, and it's it's powerful. You really bring out truths in scripture that have the ability to liberate. And so thank you so much for your ministry and your heart for the Lord, and thank you for joining me on the show today. It's just, wow, I wish we could talk for two or three hours about this. <laughs> <laughs> It has been an absolute delight. You speak my language, just with a little different accent. <laughs> yes, yes, a little Jersey. I, I live in Dallas, but I grew up in New Jersey. I think I lost my accent a little bit. It's a little, I get a little country and a little Jersey in there too, every, every, every now and then. And so <laughs> It's lovely. I love to listen to it. Okay, God bless cool. you all. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me. For those who are listening right now, thank you so much for tuning in to Awaken Podcast. Share this with your friends, family, people that you know would be blessed by this. Um, you could also rate the show. You could subscribe. You could review it um, to help get this out to more people so they could be challenged, inspired, and blessed by the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Bless you. And I'll talk to you next time on Awaken Podcast. <laughs>